Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Property Talk on the Tyne. So today I want to discuss a subject and property that absolutely boils my blood. Um, and it'll be a little bit like everybody else out there. Estate agents won't like this. Um, surveyors probably won't even like this. Buyers definitely don't like this. Um, and mortgage advisors cannot stand them. And it's down valuations. Um, now in the current market, we're finding that a lot of properties are actually being downvalued. Now, remember, I own an estate agency. I'm an investor myself. And I help clients build portfolios. So, you know, I've got some great contacts and mortgage advisors. A lot of my friends who went to uni are surveyors. It's very true to probably say that I've got a good view on the market in, in regards to down valuations. And to be honest with you, they're causing absolutely hell on in the market. And it's a bit of a joke, to be honest with you. And it's something I'm quite passionate about because I train to be a chartered surveyor. I am going back to do that myself again in 2021. Uh, and hopefully I can bring some fairness to that side of things because I think some of it's a bit stupid at the minute. Um, now, from an agency point, yes, we've had a, quite a bit of a record couple of months in terms of sales because the market was very quiet when we went into lockdown. You know, I call it the Christmas effect. Nobody wants to buy between Christmas and New Year. As soon as Boxing Day comes, everybody's on right move looking at houses so that they can view in January and the market goes mental. And that's why property is traditionally seasonal. Now, the same things happened with this lockdown and that. We've all went into lockdown. We're all stayed at home. We're only allowed out for a one hour a day walk. And then the market's reopened. All the shops have opened and it's went mad. Everybody's ready to move. They were sick of looking at the same four walls in the house. You know, they're decorated to death. They realized they wanted more space. If you're in a flat, you realize you wanted a garden. So the market, it's safe to say, really got moving. You also had a lot of people pull out their stocks and shares because, you know, Marks and Spencer didn't look as safe a bet now as what it did 12 months ago. Um, people were worried about having their money in the bank. So a lot of people pulled out of savings in different asset classes and invested in property because, you know, you can drive past the property, you can see the bricks and mortar, and people always need somewhere to live. So that was one of the reasons property was so, so popular coming out of lockdown. Now, there's a number of different parts to, obviously, down valuations. Now, the first part is market value. Now, a property, if it's changing hands, um, they say, what is market value? What is the price that a property should change hands? It's the price that is achieved between a willing seller and a willing buyer. Now, that is market value. Now, at the moment, we're having multiple offers on properties. So we have multiple people prepared to pay that price. And the seller's obviously happy to take that. So surely that is the price. Now, a surveyor's valuation is by the Red Book, which is the RICS standards. It's the price that a property should be valued at. And it's based on following certain systems, processes, and procedures. But to be honest with you, it seems like a load of poor shit at the minute. Um, because it's causing massive issues in the market. And I'm sorry if I swear, you can probably tell it's caused a lot of my clients, a lot of my friends in the business. It's just causing absolutely pandemonium. And there doesn't seem to be a common sense approach at the minute. So a report recently came out last couple of weeks. It was a survey of a thousand buyers who are trying to buy at the moment. 
50% of those valuations were downvalued. So that means half the property sales that were going through weren't worth what they were selling for. Now, I don't believe that for one second. Now, if you actually looked at those figures in Wales, it was actually as high as 63%. Now, come on, they've got to keep the property market moving in. They're just causing absolute hell on for people trying to buy. Because um, obviously the consequences of down valuations are people have less lending, etc. cetera. Um, now, when you dig a little bit deeper into what the down valuations actually were, now, you know, were the 5,000, were the 10,000, or were the 50,000 pound down valuations? 44% of the down valuations were between five and 10,000 pound. That's quite a lot. And it's not even a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, five or 10,000. People spend that on a kitchen or on garden. So that's, it's stupid to me. You know, if it's five or 10,000 pound over a mortgage, then just let the mortgage go through in my eyes. Um, 25% were between 10 and 20%. You know, fair enough. The banks were going to be taking a bit of risk on those properties if those valuations are correct and the prices were up by 10 to 20,000. And I can understand the bank actually having a problem or the surveyors having a problem with the purchase price. And a third of the valuations were downvalued by between 20 and 30%. Now, I can understand the bank just do not want to lend on those because the purchase price and the actual market value from a surveyor's eyes are worlds apart there. So, you know, I can understand there being valuations that get downvalued in that sort of category. But when you're talking five to 10,000, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. So the consequences of the downvaluations, obviously there's a need for an increased deposit or the sale can fall through. Now, if one sale falls through, you know, in a market where a first-time buyer is moving into that first house from a flat, that person who sells the house is moving into their first family home, a three-bed semi. The person who's selling the three-bed semi is moving up to a four-bed detached. The person in the four-bed detached is downsizing to a bungalow. That whole chain collapses if one of them down valuations happens. And this is where there's no real common sense, I think, because especially when they're down valuing 44% of the properties by five to 10,000 pounds. It's a pathetic amount of down valuation. You know, they might as well have just let it go through and the market would keep moving. Mortgage advisors wouldn't have problems. Buyers wouldn't have problems. Estate agents would be happy. Um, so the other consequences, obviously, other than the fall throughs is the lending amount. Now, if you're doing a remortgage and your property's downvalued, then that can have a serious effect on you're getting your finance back out of the property and moving on and buying another one if you're an investor, for example. Um, so we've personally held off on a couple of our revaluations um, because the comparables on the market just don't seem to support the prices that we're aiming for because there's a lack of comparables. Now, that's looking at sold prices. If I actually look at the stuff that's on the market and has actually sold, and I've spoken to my friends who are the agents in those branches, those valuations should be easy money once they're complete. You know, they should go through no problem whatsoever. So that can only lead me to think it's down to a lack of comparables that the surveyors are downvaluing properties, but it doesn't actually seem to be the case. Um, We've had a couple recently, and, you know, from speaking to my friend who's a broker and the brokers who work for our agency, they've had some come back where the surveyors have downvalued the property. And the reason for the downvaluation has been market conditions. Now, what the hell does that mean, market conditions? Because market conditions, to me, the market is absolutely booming. We've got no shortage of investment buyers. Everybody wants to buy their first house still. 
There's a lot of people looking to move up the chain because of the stamp duty holiday. So surely market conditions support a purchase rather than goes against it. But in the surveyor's opinions and the down valuations, it goes against it. Now, there's no clarity on the report. They don't say what market conditions are affecting the down valuation. Is it the future unemployment, which nobody has a crystal ball? Is it the potential for negative interest? What is it? What market conditions are you talking about? Please tell us on the reports. Please give us some more information because it's not fair on people paying for mortgage applications and survey fees and solicitors and searches in starting packing boxes because they think they're moving house because you've agreed a house with a vendor and you've beat buyer number two because you're outbidding by a thousand pound to be then told by the surveyor that your house isn't worth the price you're paying for it when you're intent to be there for seven years. So what do you mean by market conditions? Surveyors, please give us some more clarity on that. Um, another example of why I think they're a bit stupid at the minute is we've recently had a purchase price of £60,000. The guy was buying it on a buy-to-let mortgage. He was going to put a 25% deposit down, so £15,000 and borrow £45,000 off the bank. Now, this particular property is left for £500 a month, so 10% return on the money, absolutely great. Better than the bank returns by 10 to 100% or whatever, 100% um, when you get a 0.01%. So probably was a great investment for this guy. You know, he's putting his deposit down, going to buy it. Severe comes back and down values it to £58,000. What difference in terms of risk does that make to the bank? whether that buyer buys it at 58 or 60, when the property is already let out for £500 a month, and the mortgage on interest only is around about £100 a month. Even at the down value price, I think his mortgage goes out at £99. It's pathetic. Why not just give them the extra £2,000 that he needs to allow that one person to go off and move? Because there is no additional risk to the bank there. It's clearly a sound investment. It's clearly a good purchase. You kind of get something for that sort of money with that sort of return very often. And it just seems like there's no common sense. Um, I spoke, obviously, a surveyor before I made me notes before coming on and doing this episode today. And as you can probably tell, it's something I'm quite passionate about because it's caused a lot of issues in my own investment journey and my colleagues and me mentor clients. They're all having similar problems. You know, my friends are mortgage advisors and solicitors. They're trying to keep up because the market's busy to start with. And, you know, a lot of people still have staff who are furloughed. But there's just no real, you know, there's no real common sense at the minute. And it's, it's frustrating the hell, hell out of us and other people. Now, one of the obviously things when you come to down valuations is, you know, we understand there is potential that people have a difference in opinion. And there is a bit of a rule of thumb from... RICS, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, that there can be a margin of error, so to speak, of around about 10% on a residential purchase. So that means a house worth £100,000, if you've got a valuation that from a surveyor, could come in at 90000 or it could come in at one hundred and ten. So yeah, there is a bit rule of thumb, margin of error, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you know, one person's opinion differs to someone else, you know, won't talk to one person as cheese to the other trash and treasure, etc. So, you know, there is going to be differences in people's opinions. And I understand that, but valuing a property at £58,000, being bought for sixty. It's something like 2% difference in price. Just let the mortgage go through. Um, now, obviously, from speaking to one of my colleagues who is a 
Charlotte Sevilla, who I met back at uni. Um, very clever lady. Um, so I'll, I'll, we'll put the world to rights this morning. We're having a cup of coffee, talking on the phone. And I said, so, you know, what's your predicament on this? And she just basically said, if you have a willing buyer and a willing seller, that is the market value, the price that they're paying, particularly when you've had multiple buyers because you haven't just got one person who's offered on the property and they're overpaying because of the current market, you know, with there being a bit pent-up demand. You've actually got two people who are prepared to pay that, so that is the market value, and that is what the the surveying, or sorry, the mortgage companies are actually asking for. Now, what she did say was, well, you might have the 10% rule of thumb for a house of around about 100000 The higher that price bracket of property, the lower the the lower the rule of thumb, the lower the margin of error. So you might get up to a £500,000 house and the margin of error might only be 5%. And that's because as the price bracket goes up, so does the borrowing that the mortgage companies are handing out. And they want to make sure that they don't have any risk. So what can you do if you get a down valuation? There's a number of options. So option number one is you can appeal the down valuation. You can speak to your advisor. Now, if you're doing this through your own bank, and this is one of the reasons I do all my mortgages through an independent broker, they have rapport with the business development managers at the bank. It's well worth using an independent and paying their fee for that alone. Because if you go to your own bank and apply for a mortgage and you get a down valuation, well, good luck trying to speak to someone about that down valuation. You've got no chance because you're one person up against a corporate company. Whereas if you go through an independent broker, they do multiple pieces of business with this company. They have a direct line to someone who you can actually speak to, speak about the bank's lending criteria, what their current thoughts are on the market, and you know there might be a compromise that can be had. They also do have an appeals process. Now, they'll send you out a form that you need to fill in, and you can query, you know, you have to provide your own comparables. They'll set the rules for what the one for the comparables, so... For example, one bank might be happy with comparables within the last six months. Another bank might be happy with them in 12 months. There will have to be a similar type of property, for example. So if it's a two-bed house, you can't go using a three-bed semi around the corner as a comparable. You'd have to pick a two-bed. Um, and you have to try to find properties that are in similar condition. Now, we've done a couple of appeals for clients this year, and we have been successful probably 50% of the time. So... Don't just take the down valuation um, and be disheartened and move on and restrict your own lending. Appeal. Try. It doesn't cost you nothing. It's free. Now, like I say, it is a bit of a ball ache. You have to fill in a form and it's quite a lengthy form. You know, they're not going to make this easy for you because they don't really want you appealing. They'd rather lower their risk and give you a 65% mortgage than a 75 because it's in their favor. But you might as well try. Um, now, obviously, appealing can be a pointless exercise. You know, like I say, some of them do get overturned. But where the valuation's overturned, we tend to find they don't always accept the price that we're putting in. Um, so out of every 10 appeals I do, maybe five are successful. And out of those five, maybe two or three are at the price that I want. The other two maybe chuck a bone or have a bit of a compromise and put the valuation up by maybe 5000 if we were looking for ten. And I think that's their way of chucking us a bone and keeping them happy and making sure that we proceed with the mortgage because ultimately that's what the bank want. They just want the mortgage on reduced risk terms to themselves. Um, now, obviously, it can be a pointless exercise. Um, you know, I'm speaking as a trainee chartered surveyor myself, but they're a funny bunch of surveyors. Um, 
you know, it is their opinion at the end of the day. Nobody likes to be told you're wrong. So if we appeal their price, you can understand why they get that back up and they don't want to agree with your opinion. But, you know, some of them do have common sense if they've got seven reports to do in a day. Maybe their comparables can be rushed in. You know, there is human error. So some of them are quite happy to, to have a chat and to reason with you. Um, via your report, that is. They generally won't speak to you on the phone, that is. Um, so you can appeal. You can be successful. If you are successful, you might not be successful on the full amount. Um, but like I say, most of the surveyors, it can be a pointless exercise because the surveyors don't want to be wrong and they also don't want any claims against their you know, professional indemnity insurance. Um, and a lot of them are saying you know, that the purchase prices that are down value are because of the pent-up demand causing inflated sales prices, but that is the market at the end of the day. Um, so one of the things, the, the second option that you have is, um, and it's something that we, the, whenever we look for a mortgage, we tend to look for one with a free valuation um, because we know there's always that problem, potential for a problem with a survey and a down valuation. Um, and we had this problem way before COVID started, you know, with down valuations. I think it was just part and parcel of the business, but it just wasn't as big an issue as it is right now for us. Um, and that we always looked for deals where we had a free mortgage val, because if that property got downvalued, we could go to a different bank and they might have a different panel of surveyors. And, you know, one surveyor from my, one company might be known for downvaluing property. So it might be that we choose a different lender so that we don't get that surveyor. Um, you know, there might be one who actually has valued a couple locally and seems quite fair on that price, you know, would like to aim to try to get that person to be the surveyor who does it now. You know, it's not a straightforward exercise. You're not always guaranteed the same surveyors. They do change roles. They do move and things like that across companies. So, but, you know, there, there is a degree of control there that you can have. And, you know, there is that option that if your first property gets down, your first property valuation gets down valued, you're not dead in the water. You can go and get a second valuation from a, a, new, borrow, a new borrower and have a new surveyor walk through the door. And we found quite a lot of the times that that second valuation can come back right on the nail and it could be perfect. And that's great. We'll move on onto the next one. Um, and we've actually in, I think about two or three instances, we've actually went to a third lender. Um, and we've had success. Um, there's never been a point where we've actually got the third lender and it hasn't happened. Um, but, you know, there's got to be a bit common sense approach to this. You don't just want to keep paying survey fees or paying broker fees and, you know, hoping that one day a surveyor goes through the door and accepts the price that you put through. You know, there has to be, you have to have an idea that it, you've got a very, very good chance of that price valuing it where you want it to be. You have to keep an eye on the most recent comparables because the comparables can change between your valuations, remember. You have a valuation on the 1st of November and you have another one on the 15th of November. Well, what's completed in that time frame? What properties were on the market that have gone through? Because their chances are what the surveyor is going to be looking at. Now, that can work in your favor or can work against you. So don't just look at sold prices in the area that you have in your property valued. Look at properties that are already on the market. And if you're friendly with the agents, give them a ring up and just say, look, I'm having a mortgage valuation locally. Um, I'm just curious what level that property sold at. Now, nine times out of 10, they won't give you the actual price. But if you say, well, look, the property is on the market for 130, do you mind us asking, was the sale price between 120 and 25, between 125 and 130, or over 130? 
stadiums are canny punches. A lot of them will say, look, it was between the 125 and the 130. So you can get a bit of a gauge for whether you're going to be successful with your future valuations. But I think this is something that's going to continue to be a hot topic while we're suffering with COVID and, you know, while we have coronavirus problems in the economy and uncertainty in different employment sectors like hospitality, etc. But it's just another challenge, you know, in property, you're always going to come across challenges, whether that's bad tenants, increased legislation, um, licensing from councils, whatever it may be, this is just the newest challenge. So don't let it get you down, everybody. I'm always around. If you want to ask us any questions, something you're not sure of, you want to know whether you should appeal something or you shouldn't, ping us it over in an email. I'll gladly spend five minutes having a look at it for anybody. Um, if anybody has any other questions, by all means, reach out. If any surveyors want to chew the fat and pick the phone up and tell me that I'm wrong or they have a different opinion and there is reasons why they're downvaluing, then I'm open-minded. I would love to have a chat with you and put the world to rights and get an idea where your opinions are coming from. Um, I'm always keen to learn on that side of things. But feeling that, I hope everybody has a great day and look forward to doing future episodes for you. Bye. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.